Welcome to the Voice of Texas Veterans, a production of Texas Veterans Commission, speaking up for Texas veterans since 1927. The PACT Act, legislation that's going to mean VA disability benefits and health care for millions of Vietnam, Gulf War, and post 9-11 veterans. Thank you for joining us. I'm Julia Connor, Communications and Outreach here at Texas Veterans Commission, the state agency that works with veterans, their families, and survivors to get them the benefits they've earned. Our claims benefits advisors are ready to file claims for veterans and survivors who will benefit from the PACT Act, what the Department of Veterans Affairs is calling the largest health care and benefit expansion in VA history. VA says this legislation will deliver timely benefits and services to more than 5 million veterans affected by toxic exposures while in the military. The full name of the law is the Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson Honoring Our Promise to Address Comprehensive Toxics Act. These are the main elements of the PACT Act. It extends eligibility for VA health care for veterans with toxic exposures from Vietnam to post 9-11 adds more than 20 new presumptive conditions for burn pits and other toxic exposures, adds more presumptive exposure locations for Agent Orange and radiation. The VA has a list of presumptive conditions, which means you're eligible for benefits if you have a specific illness and served in an area with exposure to certain toxins. And the VA must provide a toxic exposure screening to every veteran enrolled in VA health care. With me to talk about this new law and what veterans and survivors should do about filing a claim is Army veteran Mike Yeager. He's the Texas Veterans Commission Southwest District Claims Manager. First, let's talk about the open-air burn pits. So, what did the military burn? Well, here's a partial list from the VA website. It includes chemicals, paint, medical and human waste, munitions, unexploded ordnance, petroleum, plastics, rubber, food waste, computers, uniforms, and these pits burned continuously. Some service members were up close, others further away. So Mike, tell us, who is eligible to file a claim under the PACT Act and what medical conditions and locations are included? Tell me about the eligibility for the Gulf War era and post 9-11 veterans. Okay. If you were anywhere in an armed conflict since 1998, this burn pits will work for you. On or after 2 August of 1990, if you were in Bahrain, Iraq, Kuwait, Oman, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Somalia, United Arab Emirates, or the airspace above them, you are presumed to be exposed to all the toxins. So if you come up with the list that I'll talk about in a minute, you can get service connection. That list has also been expanded since September 11th, 2001. In addition to ones I just named, they've added Afghanistan, Djibouti, Egypt, Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, Uzbekistan, Yemen, and the airspace above those. So if you're in any of those locations during that time frame, you can be service-connected for these different conditions like brain cancers, gastrointestinal cancer, geoplastoma, head cancers, kidney cancers, lymphatic cancers, lymphoma, melanoma, neck cancer, pancreatic, reproductive cancers, and respiratory cancers. Those are just the cancers. 
And now the other presumptives are asthma, chronic bronchitis, COPD, chronic rhinitis, sinusitis, emphysema, intestinal lung disease, prolitis, pulmonary fibrosis, and sarcosis. So if you got any of those, we can get you service connected for those and get you treatment for free through the VA healthcare system. The other thing that VA has done with this new PACT Act, that used to be you had five years from the date you left the military to apply with the VA healthcare for free healthcare. Now that's been extended to 10 years. And the VA and the TBC is encouraging you that you go and apply with the VA to get health care, to get your problems fixed, and then come over and see us, and we'll start doing the claims for you so you can start getting some money. So veterans need to get a diagnosis and then come see y'all to file a claim. Or if they think they've got it, they can come and see us, and we'll do what's called an intent to file. And what that does, that'll preserve the effective date for one year while they go and get the medical evidence that we need to prove their case. Yeah, and that's very important because then later, if it finds out that they have a good case and the VA accepts, then it'll be backdated, right? Correct. For Vietnam veterans, the new locations that VA is authorized is actually different than the dates that the Vietnam War was recognized. VA for Agent Orange claims recognizes Vietnam service from January of 62 to May of 75. But some of these new locations, are only for a short period of time, or like in Guam, they go up to 1980, July of 1980. So all those veterans that were stationed in those locations are covered. But not only are the veterans affected, but if the veteran died of a presumptive condition, their surviving spouse filed and they were denied, we can now go back and refile based on the new change in the law. And that is quite significant. Now, if you ever were denied a claim, you've got three choices. You can do a supplemental claim, a higher level review, or a notice of disagreement to the Board of Veterans Affairs. The easiest, fastest one to use is supplemental claim. All you have to do is have new and material evidence to file a supplemental claim. Your new and material information is the law changed. This condition is now a presumptive condition. I don't have to prove how I got it or how it started. All I have to prove is I was in the location during that time frame, and now I have a diagnosis. I've got those three. I can reopen the claim. And the other thing is the VA has already started for claims that are currently being processed. They've already started pulling requests, examinations for PACT Act stuff. So they're already screening for some of that. Someone whose veteran passed away, survivors can come back and file supplemental claims, can't they? Yes. The survivor can come in, see us, say, this is where I was denied. And a lot of them are like, the veteran was an Air Force person in Guam. Guam, until August of this year, was not on one of the authorized sites for Agent Orange exposure. It is now. So before, if they were had any of the Agent Orange presumptive conditions, it was denied because you were not in Vietnam. So it didn't count. Now that the law has changed, the surviving spouse can go back and say, my spouse, my veteran was in Guam. Here's his orders. Here's the death certificate showing 
that he died of a presumptive condition, please grant DIC. And we'll do some paperwork, send it in. And not only is the surviving spouse entitled to DIC, dependent indemnity compensation, right now that's about $1,400 a month tax free. But they're also authorized accrued benefits. That's money that should have been paid to the veteran if the veteran was alive and filed a claim for the new condition or new location. When accrued benefit is, is from the time the veteran was diagnosed and treated to the time of his death is an accrued benefit that the VA should have paid him. They didn't. So now that money goes to the surviving spouse. I just had a surviving spouse and did a claim like this on bladder cancer, and she come back with $288,000. Yeah, that's why we have to make sure that our older veterans and survivors know about this PACT Act and what they should do and that they should be making an appointment with TVC Claims on our website, right. which is so easy. If they can't come to us, we can talk to them on the phone. We have a new system in place to make the signatures a breeze to do. They're all digital signatures. It works really easy. works really great. Yes. Phone or in person. Now, you also mentioned radiation as part of the PACT yeah. Act. Okay, there's three new locations that the VA recognizes for radiation exposure. Most of the stuff that's in the regulation right now is World War II and immediately thereafter Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Then the testing on the various islands in the South Pacific and out at a test center. That's basically all that we've had for our atomic veterans. But now they've realized one of the islands we blew up with an H-bomb was uh, Etiitwak Atoll out in the middle of the Pacific. And so in January 77 to December of 1980, we had Air Force personnel out there cleaning it up or attempting to clean it up. Wearing a pair of shorts and a pair of boots because it was so hot, they were actually dying wearing the full protective equipment. And so the VA until just now said, no, you weren't exposed to any radiation because you can't prove how much radiation you were exposed to but they were cleaning up all the soil, all the water, digging it up, everything that was burnt, what have you. So now people that were on that cleanup crew can get exposure for radiation and all of the conditions are listed into 38 CFR already. The other two places they picked up was in 1966 off of Spain, a B-52 bomber went down and there were some nuclear weapons on board that had some issues and we had to go clean that up. And then there was a fire in Thule, Greenland in January of 68, that also involved a B-52 and nuclear weapons that needed to be cleaned up, the soil and all that good stuff. So all of those veterans that were involved in those three operations are now added to the radiation list. And all those conditions that are already in the 38 CFR are applicable to them. So, Mike, what should veterans do? What should survivors do? What should people who are affected by this new law, what should they be doing right now? What they should be doing is going back and reviewing if they were denied a claim for either the veteran and or the surviving spouse, they need to either go online to tvc.texas.gov, and then they can schedule either a phone or an in-person appointment and come and see us, and we'll file at least an ITF, an intent to file, that will preserve the date for at least one year while we gather. Once we look at your case, we can tell you exactly what documents we need and what needs to be done. Because each case is individually a little bit different. What they need to do is get in touch with TVC. If they don't have a computer, they can call 1-800-252-VETS and we'll get them scheduled for a phone or an in-person appointment. <laughs>
That is Mike Yeager, Southwest District Claims Manager here at Texas Veterans Commission. VA.gov has information on all the presumptives and locations that Mike listed that apply to toxic exposure. You may want to take a look at that for yourself or for a fellow veteran. VA.gov. Now, tvc.texas.gov is where you go to set up a claims appointment. Of course, Texas Veterans Commission files claims and appeals for free. And also, help our older veterans, those who may be sick, and survivors, too. Help them make a phone appointment. They don't have to go into an office. They can talk from the safety of their own home. And our claims benefits advisors will help veterans understand what kind of paperwork they need and how to get it tvc.texas.gov or call 1-800-252-VETS. That's 1-800-252-VETS. Operators can help you make a phone appointment. We want to make this as convenient as we can. Now, back to the website, tvc.texas.gov. You'll find that Texas Veterans Commission not only files for claims and pensions and survivors' benefits, we also help veterans find jobs, start a business, tackle VA medical care issues. We explain education benefits like the Hazelwood Act. We have a mental health department, a women veterans program, and the Fund for Veterans Assistance. That's our grant program for nonprofits that directly assist veterans. tvc.texas.gov. And by the way, if you'd like us to help you spread the word about an event you're having for veterans, go to tvc.texas.gov, click on the events calendar, enter in all your information, and we'll take it from there. Texas Veterans Commission is also on LinkedIn with job fairs and such, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook too. Send us a message, ask a question, we'll find the answer for you. I'm Julia Connor. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Texas Veterans, a production of Texas Veterans Commission. Helping veterans starts here.